everybody. It's Jamie Malm, host of the Advisor Arena podcast. And if you've joined us for this episode, it's likely because something resonated with you when we talk about trial and error marketing. And it's no surprise this year is different than most. The things that have always worked may not be working for you like they used to. And feedback from others has been more important than ever. And that's really what we want to zero in on is not just sharing ideas and what we think will work and what we think won't work, but actual data, exact data on what is working, what is not working, what is resonating with the consumers in your specific area and what they're comfortable moving forward with. If you're in an area that is still really restrictive for restaurants and people are uncomfortable getting out, it doesn't make sense to go dump money into face-to-face events. Now, if you're in an area where others have started doing that and we're seeing that people want to get out, they want to get face-to-face and there's a way to do that responsibly, you don't want to miss the boat and not take advantage of that. So our goal with this episode and with the resources that we outline in this episode is to show you what we can provide that gives you exact data on everything that you would need before pulling the trigger on holding any live events. So if you are traditionally a seminar agent, if you've tried webinars, maybe um, over the last seven months or so, if you're trying to figure out how to finish the year strong, you can't afford likely to do any kind of trial and error marketing here at the end of the year. You need to know what you can expect for a return on your investment specific to the area that you're in, specific to the type of campaign that you're going to run, specific to the topic that you're going to be reaching out with. All of those things are what we're diving into in this episode. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for joining. Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and I have with me Josh Watson my co-host. Hi, Josh. Great to be here, Jamie. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. It's one day post-election day as we are recording this. So, you know, hard to drag myself away from the TV for a little while, even though it's really not changing much. Everybody's watching and waiting. Really? I can't agree. I mean, it's crazy. The uh, Just not knowing who actually wins, it's just so much different than the past elections that I've remember and been a part of. So pretty interesting day. There's no doubt about it. I can't fault you for uh, sitting, wanting to sit in front of your TV and take it all in. You know, it's just kind of par for the course with 2020, right? It's like, why would we have anything this year that isn't different than most? So it's fine. We're all getting used to it. Right. It just fits in with the theme of the year. That's no right. doubt about it. Uh, speaking of theme of the year, one of the things that we really wanted to zero in on today is you know, the things that are that are different, that are presenting themselves as challenges that most people haven't really had to address or think about. 
And I know you feel the same way too, but we love sharing what's working with others and also what isn't. It's really everything that makes our job valuable to other advisors, right? Totally agree. It's, um, that's probably the two most common questions I get, honestly, what's working and what isn't working. So that's, I, in my opinion, that you're exactly right. That is exactly why we have jobs and, uh, how we can benefit and help our advisors out the most. Yep. I, I think key is here. Nobody wants to hear what you and I just come up with sitting around or what we think might work or what we think might be a good opportunity. You all want to hear what your most successful peers are doing that works. And you probably also want to hear what your most successful peers are doing that hasn't worked so you can avoid making those same mistakes. So that's what we're going to zero in on today. Um, I think everybody that works with us already is familiar with our roundtable events, which we're happening. What well, we're doing those maybe once a quarter prior to the last seven months and the idea behind Roundtable is for our advisors to come together and literally sit around a round table, share ideas, get feedback from each other. And of course, those events are happening right now, but it doesn't change the fact that whatever business you're in, getting feedback from others and input from your peers, sharing ideas, it's what makes us all better. So this is especially important for entrepreneurs, and it's what I hope we can dig into a little bit today. Yes. And you know, it's when you're a, when you're a small business owner, you're an advisor, everything is different right now. So knowing actually proven methods of marketing that have worked, um, that your peers have already done, it's proven is in times like this, times of uncertainty, I think is really big. So I'm excited for today's episode for sure. And I think it's so easy to get stuck doing the same things you've always done. And when you do that, when you start to feel stuck in this rut, it's natural to start to feel a little less motivated. Um, and I want to share something that I've been a part of. This is something you and I have talked about, Josh, but I, about a year ago, joined a business coaching program. And with that came an opportunity to be in a mastermind. And that might sound familiar to some of you. Maybe some of you have been able to be a part of a mastermind group, um, but mine's very diverse. It focuses on sales and digital marketing and leading a team. So I was matched with this group specifically based on our goals, our annual revenue, our team size, and the kind of support that I specifically would need, but it's insight from many others. And I think being able to dive into the details of others' businesses really allows us to benefit from the insights of just a few. So my hope is this podcast today is like a little mini mastermind, like a little mini round table. And I want to highlight the structure that we follow in a mastermind because there's three steps that we follow every time we get together. And those of you listening can do the exact same thing with your business. So first thing, we outline the challenge or the opportunity first. Second, we share ideas and inputs from each member of the group to overcome that challenge or take advantage of the opportunity. And then third, we commit to action items after that to execute after the meeting. So Josh, you and I are going to dive into one specific challenge we're hearing more about than even in most years, which is, drum roll please, seminar marketing. No shock to anybody right there, I'm sure. 
They're right. It's kind of, uh, it's what's driven the business. If you really think about it, all of our top advisors, agents all do seminars. So that's a big one. And obviously one that has been a little limited this year. In fact, a lot limited based on the state that you live in. So this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. Seminars over the last 10 years of, I mean, no surprise, become more and more difficult to get a good response rate, to get quality attendees, transition those people to appointments, keeping those appointments, and then keep costs as low as possible. So one of the things that I get asked from people that aren't sure that they want to do them is, I've heard seminars are just harder than ever. Why would you still do them? Well, we still do them because they work. It's still one of the lowest cost per acquisition methods out there to get new clients. So that's what I want to dive into. Tell me what you're hearing right now, Josh. So Let's start with some of the things that are working. What have you been hearing from your producers about what's working right now as it relates to face-to-face events, seminar marketing? So I think that that definitely uh, varies vastly based on where that actual agent or advisor is going to be doing uh, the seminar. But they're going to be a little bit smaller. So one of the things, one of the challenges they're going to have is you're going to have to do it in front of a, it's going to be a smaller group based on what your specific state allows and things like that. Um, But from the people that I've talked to that are actually doing the workshops right now, the seminars, they're getting in front of people. So it's all state specific. And I think what's key is to know how your state's trending. So are seminars working in your state? And that's one of the things I think we're going to get into here. It is. And I, it is really based on area, which I think is so funny because for years, everybody has said, well, in my area, seminars don't work or in my area, things are different. And this is probably the first time in 10 years where it really is true that you might actually be in an area where people just aren't ready. And if they're not ready to get out and get face to face, I wouldn't spend money on marketing right now. So we've put together something called a seminar summary and we get feedback from every single one of our vendors. So every vendor that we work with, a third party that does seminar marketing, whether that's direct mail, whether it's digital, whether it's a combination of the two, they have this data for everybody that does a seminar with them. They provide us with that data we then in turn can provide it to you. And before you go out and do any kind of marketing, it is so important to do a little bit of research beforehand. And when I say do a little bit of research, you can tell us just to go get the information for you, but you need that info. It really is varying by location. And there are so many variables right now that are going into whether or not face-to-face seminar events are working. So let's dive into a few things here. First, which I don't think is a shock to anybody, restaurants are on the decline, of course, as the go-to for where to hold events because a lot of them either are closed or they're at such a low capacity, we just can't take it on. So where have you seen some of your advisors, what have they been doing for alternative locations? I've had several that have used um, what's called like event spaces. So where you would traditionally maybe do like a wedding reception, 
the big open room, doing them at those types of locations. Usually in most cities, there's a cool, you know, maybe an older type of barn or some type of historical building that you could use. So I've heard of people going to, to locations like that recently. Yeah, I just talked to somebody today who actually has space in their office. And typically we don't think about office space, even if you've got kind of a nice conference room as a big draw for people to come in. But if you control that space and you have place and and ways in which you can do socially distant events, that's actually going really well for the advisors that have that space because you're not looking to bring in 50 people to an event that all want to cram together and eat a meal. People don't want to do that. They are looking for the info, but you're maybe going to have 10 people, 15 people at an event. And so if you have a conference room in which you can space, you can let them know what you're doing to uh, sanitize and clean and, and socially distance and what they can expect when they get in. They know that that's they know exactly what to expect. They know it's in a controlled space. They don't have to worry about, well, do I really want to sit down and eat a meal with somebody? Yes, I want this info. And we just uh, did another podcast, which we'll release next week, about face-to-face events. And that is such a hot topic right now with how you make people feel safe. So I don't want to get into that too much because we really dive deep into how to do that. But think about the spaces that you may already have access to that you wouldn't traditionally think for a seminar. Agreed. And smaller crowds aren't a bad thing either. It's easier to work the room when you have a smaller crowd. Usually it's, uh, if you can get a couple of people to act, you get the whole room to act uh, and move forward with whatever your call of action, call to action it. So I think even though you're doing it in front of a smaller type uh, crowd, it's not a bad thing at all. It's going to be a little more intimate. Um, and so I think uh, that's one of the things you need to have is a positive attitude about the size of the crowd, even though maybe it's not as big as you're traditionally used to. The other thing I'm hearing about smaller crowds is that the quality of people is so much higher. You know, they're not necessarily coming out because you're having a fancy dinner at Ruth's Chris. They're coming to your office or to an event space or to even to a restaurant if they're willing to get out. Um, But they're doing it because they really value the information. And especially in a year like 2020, post-election, right in the middle of a pandemic, people want to know what the impact is to their financial futures, to their retirement accounts. So you've got a real opportunity here to see what is resonating with the people in your area. Um, And when I say your area, I'm looking at the reports and truly people are getting vastly different results as it relates to seminars. And I'll share with you an example. I just had a report. um, I was looking at September numbers and it was the same topic, same vendor. One agent had a cost per buying unit of $350, which is a little higher than what we want to see typically for seminars. Um, we usually want that to be around 200, 250, but another doing the exact same topic with the exact same vendor, he had a cost per buying unit of 79. And if you don't know what to expect, that can be really disheartening. If you're thinking, I'm going to go get the same results of the guy that got $79 leads and mine cost 350. Sure. 
definitely really discouraging. And uh, that's when you start to doubt, hey, does this marketing really work? It's working better for somebody else. And that doesn't really tell the full story. So um, you definitely got to dig into that a little bit deeper to, to really get to the bottom of, okay, why, why are the, the buying unit costs so much different? Yep. So if we're going to follow the three steps in the mastermind, let's first outline the challenge, which is holding successful face-to-face seminars during COVID. And I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is the opportunity worth overcoming this challenge. If you're already telling yourself why this isn't going to work, then your mindset is not in the right place to achieve success. Don't don't waste your money, don't waste your time, don't waste your effort, don't waste your efforts. You're not there yet. When you're ready, you'll know because the question you'll be asking yourself is what needs to happen in order for this to be successful? It's not that you no longer think there's going to be a challenge or an obstacle to overcome, but instead of saying this isn't going to work because of this, this, and this, instead your mindset has shifted to say what would need to be true? What needs to happen in order for this to be successful? So let's talk through the most important components I would say every single advisor needs to know before doing seminars in a COVID world. First of all, we need exact data, right? So what are some things that you would recommend somebody ask of a vendor or even multiple vendors in the areas they're going to do seminars? I would want to know who's, who's mailed within, let's say, uh, the last two or three months and what were their response rates broken down by topic if if that was available. Yep. And I think what events are being held during COVID and where they're being held. So really specific data. What, was it at a restaurant? Was it at the agent's office? Was it at an event center? What times of day? what days of the week we want really specific info and we want it for both both ends of the spectrum right we want it for the people that maybe it didn't go so well for the people that had a low response rate and had 350 dollars as a cost per lead for buying unit and we want the same info for the guy that got a great response rate great transitions and got his cost per buying unit down to 79. so where are they being held what kinds of locations, what times of day, what days of the week. The topics is a big one. So I know I've mentioned this before and people are probably sick of me talking about it, but when big media, Philip Stutz has a research report that comes out almost monthly now and has for the last seven months. And what he's tracking is what consumers are responding to with marketing messages. Anybody in any industry that is looking to acquire clients can benefit from that research. What topics are resonating with people? We want to know the exact, like the exact topic. What did the mailer look like, right? Right. You want to know the topic, what mailer did they use, what bullet points uh, were on the mailer, how did they register people? Uh, you'd want to know all that information. Yep. How many did they mail? If they didn't mail, then did they invite exclusively via social media? And if they did it via social media, what was the cost for the expected number of registrants? And then most importantly, how many people showed up versus cancellations when you do it with social media? I've also had quite a few people doing 
combo invites. So maybe they send out a hard copy. They have um, a link to go to social media out that they're they're boosting um, there online. And it's important to know, I think, where those reservations came in and then who's handling the reservations. What does that process look like? Right. So who is it going to be the mail house that handles the reservation or the agents doing that in-house? What's that process? That's that's an entire uh, process or or podcast we could do on its own right there. But that's great. Everything you would want to know, um, I think, is right there, just what you said. So if you know all of that, your your chances of having a successful event, a successful seminar is pretty high. Uh, based on all of that info that you've gathered. And I don't know about you, but I would say on occasion, somebody will ask me for three or four of those things in the list. You know, well, what was the topic? How did they mail or how many did they mail? Where did they hold it? I would say those are the main ones. But very few people ask for an actual summary report in the zip codes that they're going to be mailing with exact data outlined for the people that it went well for and the people that it didn't go well. They're not asking for both, which let me be clear. We get reports from every third party seminar vendor we work with. You should be asking for this info. You should be getting a summary report for all details of seminars in your specific area. You should find out before you spend your hard earned money, what marketing messages are resonating with your consumers in your area. I don't think people want much more trial and error in 2020. No, 2020 is its own, its own uh, bear. So no trial and error. I think before you do any type of marketing, you want to make sure you know what to expect and have a realistic expectation so that uh, you don't get in a position where you spend, you know, five, 10 grand on a marketing uh, initiative and it doesn't go anywhere. Yep. And so let's circle back to the mastermind structure. One, we outlined the challenge, which is holding successful face-to-face events during COVID. Two, we outlined exactly what you should be asking for. What is the information you need in order to take the next step? That's the summary report that we can provide. Your third step then, if we're following the mastermind guide, is what are your action items? What are the next steps that you're going to commit to in order to execute. So good news. We mentioned this before. You don't have to have a a team. You don't have to have an assistant. You don't have to carve out hours of your time to go gather all of this info. We know your time is valuable. We can do this for you. So we'll provide the seminar summary specific to the zip codes you are considering hosting the event in. All you have to do is call us, give us the zip codes, ask us for the report. Even if you don't currently work with Gradient, we're willing to get this info for you. Right? We're willing. We are. Yes. I mean, we want to help everybody. We And uh, maybe they'll even consider doing business with us if we do. That's so the hope. That's uh, the hope. always, always want to provide valuable resources to our financial services professionals, our advisors, be transparent and really focus on helping others in the business. And uh, in my opinion, if we do that, we know it's going to come back to us. Exactly. So the action item here is really easy. If you need prospects, which I don't know who doesn't, commit to at the very least requesting info on what's working in your area. 
maybe you'll find that seminars are not working. You should not spend money right now trying to do face-to-face events right now. That's extremely valuable info because it doesn't mean that you throw up your hands and say, well, nothing I can do here. They don't work. It means then we find out what others in your area are doing instead of seminars. We look at what marketing messages are resonating. We uncover how people in your area are communicating. You know, how are they comfortable communicating right now with other advisors? So your action item is to email us at the advisor arena at gradientib.com. That's it. The advisor arena at gradient IB as in boy. Gradient is G-R-A-D-I-E-N-T-I-B.com. We'll do the rest. So I hope this was valuable. If it was, please go leave us a rating and a review. Hit the subscribe button so you're notified of the next episode that's released. They come out every Friday. So Josh, thanks for joining me today and thank you all for listening. Thanks, Jamie.